0: What's up, guys? This is the quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. We got Ryan from Miami.
1: Did you know that Larry Fitzgerald, who is considering retirement, has more career tackles than dropped passes? Haley the Bear.
2: Hi. Why do we keep starting with him again?
0: And producer Josh. Hello. (laughs) That was a great stat. Just I mean, it would, it would have been more present in the, the sports section of our, uh, of our show than we do. Yeah, you know,
1: it's
3: random. That's what we love here on the, yeah. on the quad pod. Should we call him Ryan from statistics?
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do we want to give him that title? I don't know.
1: <laughs> the only course I got a D in in college. Yes, please give me that title. Oh, <laughs> you're really? Making, you're making up for it now, buddy.
0: The only course you get a D in in college, Really? The only course was
1: statistics that I got a D in in college. And, of course, I became a sports writer and sports reporter.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Just goes to show you, um, I mean, how many people do you actually know that use the degree they graduated with in their day-to-day life?
2: Like nobody?
3: That's a good question.
0: I, I, the only reason I'm asking this is not, not to – like be some weird champion of not going to college cuz I'm not that. Um it's it's more that most of my friends that I know unless they are a doctor and we or an th- attorney we're
3: throwing out trade schools too, right? Cuz like audio engineering school.
0: Yeah, it, like if you went to SAE and you cause that's you're a trade. probably an engineer. That's a trade. Here in Nashville, yeah. yeah. Um Doctors,
1: lawyers, engineers, I would assume would obviously go more into their
0: their fields. But outside of that, like how many people do you know? Like what's your degree in? Journalism. Oh, so you're using it. It's a rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. I know one. Sucked at statistics. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, D's earned degrees. Wow. Is D a passing grade? Yes. No. No. No, I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. There's no way. It's a C, isn't it? Yeah. It's C. According to our
1: friends at the Washington Post, and this is an article from like seven <laughs> years ago. So, 27% of college grads have a job related to their major. That's pretty nuts.
0: That's pretty low. That's real low. That's for, a lot of yeah. wasted money. It's a lot That's of debt. That's all it is. It's a lot. You, you hit the nail on the head. It's a lot of debt. It's a lot of debt for yes, jobs that
3: you're not doing.
0: Um, Go to college, kids. Go to college. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> uh, did, I, although we didn't. I didn't, go to school. That <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to school and look I mean,
3: at me. I'm awesome.
2: Honestly, <laughs> if you can get your job without going to school and wasting your money, then do it. That's what I did. I dropped out of college because I got hired doing the job that I was going to school for.
0: Which is the animal actors thing?
2: Yeah. You had to get a degree in psychology. And I got...
0: What? Animal so,
2: psychology? No, no, no. That's the thing. Psychology between animals and people are the same.
3: So you didn't
0: have a psychology degree to be there, but they hired you without one.
2: Yes, because I started at the bottom. I started and And I learned. now we're here. (laughs) I learned through experience (laughs) rather than going to school for it because that honestly was better. I started out cleaning their poop.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a a, shitty first job. So far, we've already talked about whether or not you should go to college. And cleaning um, poop. And <laughs> cleaning poop. Uh, hey, Bear,
1: if it makes you feel any better, my first job was cleaning poop as well. I was a veterinary assistant. So you and I both are have PhDs in poop cleaning.
2: Yeah, I'm great at it.
0: I mean, I, I did HVAC and, and construction work and know exactly how long those days are, how early they start. And I was like, this is not for me. I better be good at something else.
3: I mean, Josh,
1: first job.
3: I worked at a a pizza place.
0: We talked about this the other day.
3: And then I managed a different one right after that. Well, I bet you make a
0: mean cheese pizza.
3: Oh, no. The move was, should we talk about the special pizza I I used to make? It was... Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. How hungry are you right now?
0: (laughs) Okay. It was...
3: I would take the juice from the jalapenos and put it in with the sauce. And then it was pepperoni bacon hamburger with a little bit of pepper jack cheese on top
0: okay so they used to make a pizza and this is back when i was like 12 13 and i believe i believe it was domino's they used to make a pizza that was the bacon cheeseburger pizza yeah domino's did it okay but now when everybody tries to make it, they try to put pickle on it. And I like pickles, but not like chunks of pickle on my pizza. Like it is not, they they don't stay crispy.
3: No, I want the salty brine, but I don't right. actually want the pickle itself.
0: Yeah. And so it was like ground hamburger, bacon, cheese. The and then like a, too, right? yeah, there was like cheddar as well. Not just the Mott's. And it was great. Bring it on the quad pod
1: poll. Do you like pickles on your pizza? And that's no, going on the poll. No, right no,
0: now. we're not gonna do that. We already did the pineapples on pizza and people were wrong. They were wrong. Sorry, I get excited. Um by the way, speaking of the poll, how did that go last week? By an overwhelming margin,
3: <clears throat> James Marshall from Get Air Off Force- My Plane from Air Force One.
0: Which is who I knew would win from the jump.
2: Well, especially we no, watched no, no, it on no. the let podcast. Me,
0: let me tell you guys something about behind the scenes. So right when we got done two weeks ago, Haley goes, I already know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you're going to go with Harrison Ford, James Marshall, Air Force One. I'm like, you don't know that. That's that's actually not who I'm thinking of. The reason she said that was so that she could use him 100%.
2: But I did not use and so him. That
0: I, yes, you did.
2: No, I didn't. That wasn't mine. Was yours? Mine was.
0: What was that, Ryan?
2: That was Ryan's.
0: This guy, yeah. yeah. I mean, Get like, off my Ryan's plane.
2: second was my first. Morgan Freeman.
0: Well, okay. Ryan always has like three guesses too. so <laughs> That's true. I can
3: never remember which bandwagon he's on.
0: I, yeah, he's, he's covering Cut all of his bases. <laughs> Gotta get my W's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll take
2: I'll take half the W for mentioning it you know, first.
0: I mean, was was my, <laughs> was my pick the the lowest <laughs> number of votes we've ever had?
3: Not the lowest ever, but it was pretty close. <laughs> President Camacho was not not a he crowd favorite. A, he didn't
0: have a chance. He didn't have a chance. We love you, Terry Cruz. Don't listen to what they said.
3: Please it's come awesome. on the pod. I would love to ask you all sorts of questions.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, you know what? Let's go to sports. Major League Baseball. Now, you told me about this the other day after 17 losses. So if this is in any way, shape, or form correct based upon scalability, then currently, if you had started this Orioles losing streak by putting 100 bucks on mm-hmm. the Orioles and then continuing to double down every time, every game they played, you would currently have $2 million. Yes, they have lost 18 uh, well, games.
1: It was the run line, I think, is what the bet was. If you bet, I think it was like plus one and a half for, and yep. you continually you bet the against the Orioles. Yeah. yeah. But again, if you just took a hundred bucks, you could be up millions of dollars. Two million dollars now.
0: So again, like I just said, if you bet a hundred dollars <laughs> against the Orioles and then continue to press it every game, you would, you would have two million dollars.
1: And if they, they lose have, the
3: next one, it'd be four million.
1: They have been outscored uh, in these eighteen games, seventeen by double digits. They've lost. They've been outscored by hundred and two runs.
2: <laughs> How do you That's, have like the motivation to even get on the field?
1: Well, I, you're look, still making millions of
0: dollars. Yeah, I, and look like, no the, one the has Orioles, to be there. The Orioles have not been good for a very long time, and they've had seasons where they've been okay. And they've been like sort of verging, like on the verge of contention, um, for like a, a, a playoff spot of some kind. But that's really the closest they've been. They have been very bad for a very long time, and it sucks because I've I've gone and and watched a game at Camden, and it's an amazing place to watch baseball. It's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah. This, this is so good. Three weeks ago, a. Uh, I- Ran onto the field during a Yankees Orioles game, and the O's haven't won since. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a black cat, right? Or is that someone else? I don't remember. What
1: kind of witch was is this?
0: that? Was the, the Giants um, game? The Giants game. Yeah. yeah. This is ta- this is tanking, by the way, in
1: baseball, right? Which doesn't guarantee you anything like the NBA does. Like this is a dangerous game to is play. It, if you're wait, the are
0: they tanking, or are they just that yeah. bad?
1: You've, you've got to imagine that there's an there's like some part of this that is in the category of tanking like there it's very difficult to lose 17 18 games straight but 17 by double digits like there's a lack of effort there so is it
3: that or has like the the money ball sort of era of baseball and talent has just gotten better like the NBA has all of the talent your end of the bench guy could still cook most people in the world you know what I mean Is the talent just better and the Orioles are just not, they don't have enough of it?
1: 40 individual MLB players this year will make more money than the entire Orioles 26-man roster.
3: Yeah, they're tanking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's it's interesting, too, because you start looking at, um, and I believe he finally did it, Miguel Cabrera, by the way, if we're going to talk about baseball, uh, finally hit the 500th. Home run of his career, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. And it, by the way, I guess now his next statistical number that he's chasing is three thousand hits. But it was really funny because when I was listening to ESPN this morning, they accidentally the the, the anchor on camera goes, "That's five hundred home runs for Miguel Cabrera," uh, and now he's chasing three thousand home runs. And then it they like <laughs> panned away from him, and you hear him like. Sort of off mic in the background going, hits, hits. hits. <laughs> yeah,
1: I uh, I grew up, obviously, watching Miggy. Uh, he came up with the Marlins that year. They won the World Series in 2003. His first career game, he hit a walk-off home run to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. And there's no moment in his career probably better than being brushed back by Roger Clements in game four of the World Series and then hitting a bomb in that game. And that's basically where he announced himself as one of the greatest players to ever play the game or was going to be. Well, and I think and, they, they
0: said, too, yeah. um, in that first World Series he was in, was he 20? He was 20 and years he was, old. And he was batting cleanup.
1: He was the youngest player in Major League Baseball history at that time to bat cleanup in a World Series. And just utter dominance by Miguel Cabrera. I mean, it's good to see. he He's gained a lot of weight since those years. In Miami, there's there's been some accusations of potential use of steroids, but he's there's, he's never been caught with it.
0: Um, but he is one of he is considered one of the greatest hitters of all time. Dude, they they've caught everyone that has done it. Like they would have busted him by now.
1: Yeah, they, you would you would think so.
0: They've never, they've, there's literally, <laughs> you are slandering this man on air. They have never caught him with any substance <laughs> in his body. He
3: has Until allegedly
0: never taken Yeah, it. <laughs> it was like, you can say that about everyone that didn't test positive for something.
3: <laughs> to the one. Can <sighs> we talk about Otani, though? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Oh my God. Like, I, I'm speechless. Can you? Ryan, do you have that stat about who he is already? It's more than Aaron Judge and who?
1: He has more homers this year, and I, I don't know if he's hit his 41st yet. I haven't seen it, but he had 40 home runs last week, which was more than Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts combined. That's right, those two.
3: This, this is just, we, you just don't, you don't see this. This is not something that happens ever in baseball.
0: He is still on his 40th home run, by the way. But it's still, it, it's insane. Can you imagine if he does
1: this this year, which it's it's, again, we're in an era where everything is grabbing at our attention. And so it's really hard to actually truly just sit in the moment of what this guy's doing. He has a chance to win the Cy Young award, the silver slugger and the MVP, which is absolutely bonkers in
0: this sport. And his team is fourth in the AL West. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's that 62 and 64.
1: I wish he could play in October, though. How much better would that be? Like, it just would be so great.
0: I mean, obviously, it's really interesting whenever you look at this because you see AL East, AL Central, AL West, and then you see the NL East, Central, West, but it's split up even more than that when you start looking at who's going to make uh, the wild card and, like, who's in the running for that. But, um, dude, some of these are so top-heavy. like the NL East actually is not all that spread out. Like they're the, the furthest games back is the Marlins. uh, Sorry, Ryan uh, off of the Braves, (laughs) which is 17 and a half, which sounds like a lot until you start scrolling around and you realize that like the diamondbacks are 38 and a half games back from the giants. Thanking. It's just, man. So, so far it's like Rays and Yanks top of the AL East Sox and Cleveland, um, Astros, Athletics, Mariners are actually all pretty close in the AL West. And then there's a, another like six-game drop-off to the Angels. Um, Braves-Phillies, pretty close. Brewers-Reds, pretty close, which I feel like no one's talking about Cincinnati at all.
1: Joey Votto's having at 36 years old, like one of the greatest seasons we've seen from a guy that age. He's I mean, they're, unbelievable.
0: They're technically they have a 69-57. They have a, a game better, or at least a half game better than the the Braves. How many wins do they have? 69. Just curious. It's a good number. Um, Giants. Nice. I was going to make a comment <laughs> nice. and then nice. I, I kept just, my mouth shut. You shy. know, I just I throw that out there. <laughs> nice. Um, Giants Dodgers are obviously. Leading the pack, and the Padres have started to fall off. They're they're 13 games back now, but it's uh it's a very interesting Major League Baseball season.
3: I feel like playoff baseball is going to be really good this year.
2: I think so too. Hope so. I'm excited for it, even though the Cubs are nowhere near close. I'm yeah, excited to watch are,
1: it. You guys are done. You're, you're done. <laughs>
2: We've been. I'm done still
1: it. longing for a shorter season, though. Like I like this is. It's been a good year, but like I just. We're not even close to the finish yet. Like somebody said to me yesterday, like, "Have we hit the All Star break yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That happened in July.
0: Yeah, like, we're already we're, there. But that's just how baseball
2: it, goes. Okay,
0: time it goes out. So let me, long. Let me let me say this to you, Ry, because this is what keeps getting brought up, and we all know that baseball is the the land of the old men and women fans of sports, and it's just a statistical truth. This is not. I like baseball, but a lot of people, even my age, like in their mid thirties, don't like baseball and people younger than me don't like baseball. And it's just what it is. They they tend to kind of divert to other sports and it, it doesn't help that, you know, back in the day, there wasn't, there just wasn't as much stuff competing for attention and our attention spans weren't as short as they are. Baseball is a very long game. I don't know that there's much to do to fix that. They've tried, but there's just not a whole lot you can do to speed that game up with the rules that it has. And then, you know, on top of that, everybody's like it's too long, well there's no way to cut it because then people make less revenue and that would suck and that would have to change all the contracts and the teams would lose money and you know, I, I get all that, but the fact that their meaningful meaningful games happen after football has started I I think that takes away so much attention. It really, really does. And I, I if the World Series was you may in disagree with me. August
1: bit. if the World Series was in July or August, I would think that ratings would be way higher than they are in October. I would think so. I I, I have
0: no way to to physically prove I, that, but like I would say, August September or September October. I don't even think we have it because it's when when does the World Series actually occur?
1: Basically. uh middle of October like second week of October
0: all right so August September if you could move it back that far you're only competing with the end of preseason and then maybe the start of the NFL season depending on where it lands give me 150 games i know it's not a huge
1: improvement but
0: you cut you cut off
1: what 12 games off of there that's everything starts earlier yeah 100 140
0: 150 games i mean it's it's never going to happen but never I just, from a
3: historical standpoint, though, I I like seasons being the same length. It would let people like Otani, who now has 87 career home runs, like, you start taking games away, and how is he ever going to hit 500? How is he ever going to, you know, like, how do we, if the, if the NBA goes to 72 games or 70 games like they're projecting, how is anyone going to beat LeBron or Kareem's career scoring? Like... There's just not as many opportunities to do this, and all okay, of a sudden the so records get weighed against future stuff, and it it just it becomes a mess.
0: So September 9th is the the first game of the NFL season. So I I don't know. I mean, I I don't obviously don't have the answers. No one has the answers, otherwise this would already be dealt with. But I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it, football. I mean, the difference is the one game a week, but <laughs> Football's football ended runs- a game. <laughs> Yeah, it runs for five five and a half months.
0: No one's going to compete with football, though.
2: No.
1: Yeah, but of the of the top, I think it was up the top twenty broadcasts all of last year. Like seventeen were football. Like it's just king. Nothing's competing with it. Yeah.
0: Speaking of football preseason madness, let's jump to that. It's called a segue or a transition, Ryan. That's. Zach Wilson has a cannon. The kid's good. (laughs) He's got an arm from hell. Now, I get it. It's the Jets. I know he's a rookie, but man, he is not afraid to sling it. Does it bother you that Tom Brady looks younger than Zach Wilson does?
1: <laughs> because Zach Wilson looks like he's now a radio it does. Disney. Now that you character. pointed it out again, <laughs> TV Twelve. <laughs> Zach, Will- Zach Wilson looks like he's on Radio Disney, and the kids playing in the NFL, and just I, I think he's going to be good. Like I actually think the Jets made a good selection here at quarterback. Now we'll see what happens when he gets on the field in meaningful games. But I think he'd be good. Yeah, it's the best quarterback they've had in a while.
0: Yeah, I mean. Did you look at them last season? They had nobody. Like their entire receiving core was out for like the first half of the season. Tanking. Uh, I, yeah, but I mean, who knows? We'll see. It. It is just preseason, by the way. I uh, am wrong. I need to call myself out. I thought that Prescott had played the first series last week. Um, he has not. He will not. I am still not nervous. There, somebody the other day walked up to me and was like, I heard that this is going to, somebody said it's going to linger with him for the whole season. And I'm like, no, one of the quarterback analysts from one of the talking head shows said, if this is blank kind of injury, and it's the kind of thing I've dealt with before, then this will linger with him throughout the season. No one knows. <laughs> he hasn't even revealed what the actual injury was to his throwing shoulder, and everybody's just making stuff up because they don't know. Um, I'm not concerned. I think they got it under control. And personally, I don't want to see him in the preseason. I want him to rehab, keep him on a pitch count, get him as healthy as he can possibly be for the start of the season. That's when we need him.
1: By the way, who are you forgetting?
2: Really? Who? Tua.
0: Who are you forgetting? stop it i'm not done yet i've got other line items I, I i don't send you my notes anymore because when i was sending ryan all of my notes he would like jump in and take one of my very important topics and mm-hmm. say it before i could get to it so i started wait, 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 down wait, wait. what i said wait you. a minute
1: this is news to me you yeah. are now withholding information from <laughs> yes, me so that i don't hop you in the rundown that my absolutely. friend absolutely is a quadspiracy, and I am going to (laughs) fish this out, and there is going to be an internal investigation done. I am hiring a private investigator.
0: Are you using all of it? Did you use quadspiracy based off C-spiracy, fishing this out, private investigator, all because you're doing a Dolphins reference with Tua?
1: Also, my last name is Bass, yes.
0: Yes, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, Tua, hey, Tua looked great in that preseason game that he played in. Yeah, that's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. That didn't matter well okay <laughs> the, the one to my left and your right was having a meltdown while she's watching the bears game too so it's true
2: well it's because it was a freaking disaster <laughs> does
0: she justin fields know where he is yet
2: huh does
1: justin fields know where does justin fields know where he is yet after that
0: big hit miss yeah. trubisky knew where he was
2: yeah that was kind of a dunk in all of our faces actually if the, the biggest person that looks like an idiot is ryan pace out of everybody he really does all right, like not only did Trubisky dunk on us, but you signed a one year ten million dollar contract to a guy you promised to start and he's not even doing great. <laughs>
0: like, it's to an, be fair, one of the interceptions that happened on Dalton, the guy fell down on the route. Yeah, that one's not on him. That's not on Andy Dalton.
2: N- that no, the guy that just didn't make the pass. That's not when he had the interception.
0: No, one one of them Yeah, one of them was the wide, receiver, his wide receiver, fell down.
2: On a missed pass.
0: No, he fell down. Andy Dalton put the pass where his wide receiver would have been because exactly. the only one still running was the defender because <laughs> the wide receiver fell down. That's not Andy Dalton's it... fault.
3: Also, and we have to keep this in mind, for all sports, yes, he was promised the starting spot. I'm using quote air promised. quotes. Air yeah, quotes. no one can see what you're doing. <laughs> there. I know, this is an audio format. <clears throat> there are what we call sports truths. Right now, in this moment, he is promised the starting spot. Tomorrow, an hour from now, that may not be the case.
2: No, because no matter what, because he's doing the same thing that the Bears always do. When they make a statement or a.k.a. a promise, they feel like they have to follow through with it and try to prove everybody that they made the right decision. They won't ever... Fail before their decision's final. That's yeah. always what they do.
3: Doubling down on the mistake.
2: Exactly. So that's what they're going to do. Even this morning, Nagy stated Dalton is still our starter. Blah, 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 blah. Even though it was nice of Justin Fields to come out and say it's disrespectful for fans to constantly yell for his name, even when Andy's on the field. He's like, you need to root for the person on the field. But you're not, Bears, Bears fans are not going to be like that. They're, we've been heartbroken for years and years and years of bad mistakes made by management that we don't, we, we obviously all feel like we can make the better decision. So they're not going to, they're not going to care. They're going to, even though Andy Dunn will be on the field, they're going to scream for Justin's fields. They're going to do anything they can. And that's just how it works. That's how the Bears fans are. Unfortunately, I, I'm not going to
1: lie. i kind of like it. Yeah. And wow.
2: then it doesn't help that he came back and did over 200 yards Right on our own field. It's like
1: 22 for 28. He had a killer game. Uh, for yeah. the record, I said Mitch, M-I-T-C-H. We, we heard you. So
2: for the and okay. also, base this okay, story. Okay,
0: wait. Time out. First of all, I get it that it's your team. I get that you're excited. It's preseason. Patrick Mahomes threw the worst interception he's ever thrown Absolutely. in his career. Since but the it's preseason. Didn't no, 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 period. They said period. that literally the percentage chance of that throw actually being caught by anyone other than defender was like 8%. It's like the worst pass that he's ever thrown for an interception it, in it his career. It was literally just
3: like, who are you throwing that to? There's no one over there.
2: Oh, and I get that it's preseason, but everyone is hoping that it's Justin preseason. Fields is fighting for that number one spot. which is No, essentially what- no one
0: wants Justin Fields to start except you.
2: Except me? Are you kidding me? Every single person in that stadium was screaming for him to start.
0: Well, that's not a good idea.
2: Do we have a horrible O-line? Absolutely. They can't protect anybody worth a damn. They okay. haven't been able to protect so anybody if, worth a damn for years.
0: If you know that you have a terrible offensive line and your hope is, hey, Justin Fields has wheels and he can like make his own plays, that's great. But don't throw him in week one. Let Andy Dalton be out there and try to run the offense and manage it. You're not gonna look as bad as you did the other day, and we saw this last season with Joe Burrow. And your defense is better than they
3: looked the other day. Yeah.
2: Oh God, the defense looked like a bunch of children running around the field.
3: No, they had they had three different takeaways in the second half. Like it.
1: Yeah. You're fine. You're okay. You're so fine. It's okay. Speaking of children. Speaking of children. Um, has anybody seen Travis Kelsey's face without a beard? It is not good. Uh,
0: it scares me. Nightmare fuel. Have you seen it? Yeah, I
2: know. I don't even want to see it again.
0: I, well, I mean. I, it's up to him. Be like if I shave my beard off. Yeah, no, don't shave your beard. Same, I'm no, not planning it. on it.
3: Same. I have one photo of me without a beard, and it is awful. Also, Tim Tebow got cut.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, you saw that block.
0: Yeah. Did you see? Yeah. It? I, it's not great. I just, I just wanted to address it before we moved on. Um, Divine intervention. <laughs> let's go to music. Music. Just a shameless plug that uh, Famous Friends, the album, is out there. So if you don't have your copy, go get your copy. Um, But I want to talk about our friends, especially my friends, because I've had them on tour several times, Dan Shea. um, Did something really, really cool, and I haven't seen outside of their post about it a whole lot of pickup on this. But the album Good Things... Because of the success of <laughs> ten thousand hours, glad you exist, and I should probably go to bed with equivalency debuts as a gold record.
3: that's really hard to do
0: because it's like ten thousand hours is like four times platinum already, right, and glad you exist or uh so glad you exist is gold. And I should probably go to bed as platinum. Yep. So basically, they're going to debut with a gold record, which is just so cool for them. That's I love amazing. that.
1: Like, what's the equivalent? Like, is that like basically going into the Hall of Fame before playing your first like NFL game? Like, how uncommon no, is that? No,
0: it, it, it's very uncommon. But it's also based upon the structure where we count streams towards sales and they've had so many hit singles already before this album dropped that it's gonna be a gold record as it drops.
3: It's like being all NBA before the first game of the season. Yeah. You got named that's, the
1: first
0: team all yeah. NBA. Yeah, yeah. And that they is, deserve it. So good. That for is those. incredible. I uh, I have nothing of note from this past week outside of writing songs. Uh, we wrote some stuff down at Key West which was really really cool but
1: oh you're down in Key West That's that's yeah.
0: cool yeah man we invited you yeah, yeah we did <laughs> yeah,
1: we didn't show.
0: <laughs> I had some work this weekend so it was a well worked work.
1: you worked this weekend I did
0: we, yeah we wrote songs
1: See this is the life balance that I'm trying to achieve and this is why I want to learn from you guys you guys are down in Key West having a good time I yet got you're burnt putting in a the pool. work hours <laughs> yeah putting the work hours in.
0: I mean, we had a lot of fun, so.
3: Nice, relaxing weekend. Couple of really good songs we like. It's a good time.
0: Yeah. Can't beat that. So, uh, got a chance to do that. Obviously, um, I, th- I believe our next show is on Saturday. So, going back out, going to North Carolina, and then we're going to be in uh, Pennsylvania on Sunday, so. I did get a chance to take part in the Charlie Daniels Band tribute show that they did at Bridgestone last Wednesday before I left town, which was really, really cool. And obviously, you know, helps benefit the Journey Home project that that he does, the foundation that Charlie started um, for our military veterans, which is really, really cool. And uh, something that I am very, very excited to always be a part of and help It's one of the uh, kind of go-to military charities for me right now. And um, it's just a a pretty amazing thing. And especially, you know, everybody being able to kind of come together and uh, not only help continue the work that he started and was so diligent in being a part of, but now that he's gone, to see that many people still show up and create this huge, crazy, long night of... uh, celebration not only of, of Charlie and his legacy, but his music was really, really cool. I I heard <laughs> I you thought, had to I, sneeze. I know, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to leave room for yeah, it. Yeah. It disappeared.
2: <laughs> I was trying really hard. I, I started I to
0: continue like, and I saw her out of the corner of my eye I, I was like, oh no,
2: oh no. <laughs> One of those ones that just faded oh, away. We
0: might just leave that in. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, very, very cool night. Glad to be a part of it. And, uh, always a a really great thing. I'm, I'm glad they're still doing that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I guess I'm going to go. What are you listening to since there's, there's really not a whole lot of stuff outside of, you know, what we wrote this weekend, but nobody's got it right now. So we do, um, we do. That's true. I, I have a weird one and it actually came from this weekend. I was listening to it on the plane on the way home. Uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. That uh, is just this crazy, interesting song, not only from the chord changes, but the melody, the key change. It's it's just incredible.
3: It's one of the most perfect songs ever. The bridge section is just kind of weird. There's like the little flute solo, and you're kind of like, what's happening here? And then we go back to the French horns, and then everything's great from there on. But it is hands down my favorite song of all time. Really? Yes, really. I didn't
0: know that. It is number one.
3: Wow.
1: Interesting.
0: All right. Ryan, what do you got? I'm
1: going way back to, uh, John party's write you a song album that came out in 2014. Chasing them better days. One of my, uh, one of my favorite songs off that album. So it's a little oldie from JP, but, uh, but I love it. Chasing them better days. I am also
3: throwing it way back. Little group called En Vogue. <laughs> the song is Don't Let Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do not know why I've been on a slow jam kick lately, but that one popped up and it is it is fantastic.
2: Fun. I'm going to go with um another explicit song. It's not that explicit. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's more just like jammy um <laughs> it's what <laughs> like jam
3: oh, that, that doesn't God. make it less or more explicit
1: I, I, Liz, <laughs> it's
2: not screaming curse words every five seconds let me just say that um, did you just
1: call it a garment is it jammy it's a jammy it's a jammy it's it's jam. an undergarment
2: no
0: like jam an undergarment jammy you know you
1: wear pajamas pj's
0: jammies do you wear something uh, over do, yours yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> pj's are not an undergarment
3: they're <laughs> I'm confused about wait. your nighttime routine. You,
0: wait, how do you wear your pajamas? Trend? We need to have a conversation about this. You think of long johns?
1: No. You don't <laughs> Wait a minute. You'll know you won't wear jammies and then put a sweater over your jammies? No. 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 Oh.
0: <laughs> I think okay, like continue. It. continue. So so it's a a song. Yeah, so it's a jammy. Uh,
2: it's just called What They Want by Russ. It's it's a good one.
0: A jammy, it's a
3: jammy. <laughs> Should we change this from oh, what are you listening to to the
0: jammies? <laughs> the jammies, oh, buddy, good. All right, uh, let's go to movies. <laughs> movies, guys, we did it. We watched the movie we, <laughs> we said we were going to like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago,
2: I thought this was like three weeks ago now.
0: I, it may have been. <laughs> that's not important you're welcome we watched America the movie
3: and internationally <laughs>
0: um now i i do want to say uh, as we're getting into this the movie old it is pg-13 2021 horror thriller hour and 58 minutes i'm surprised that they kept it at pg-13 just based off of the cave scene it's pretty brutal yeah yeah um ryan did you see this I did, and of course, I had nightmares after watching it. Because okay. I told you that I was going to be scared from this, so, and you
1: guys forced me to watch it anyway.
0: All right. 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty low. Dang. Um, and only 65% of Google users like this movie. I'm a bit surprised. People it might are have out.
2: Been, it might have been too much thought.
0: It's slow. It's
3: slow. And people are sort of out on Shyamalan, too. They've kind of. Well,
0: I, yeah. I, now, I will say at the beginning. <laughs> the beginning of the movie um i don't know if everybody else got this in their theater ryan tell tell us if you got this where there's a thing that's just m night two camera and he goes i've been making movies since 1999 so for three decades i've been lucky enough to work in film it's
3: like it's 22 years it's not i mean it's over
0: (laughs) i didn't get that okay so, so that happened at our our theater um there's two things that happen at our theater. That one bothered me a lot. It's like, man, I understand using creative stats. Like, as artists, when we're writing, when we're having a press release written for ourselves, right? You want to build it up as big as you possibly can. You want to say, I was nominated this many times. Um, we've gotten this many streams, this many shows. Like, you want the numbers to be as big as you possibly can without lying about them. And I don't think he lied, but that's really creative accounting when it's like since 1999 to now is 22, 22 years. And he's basically implying that it was three decades because it was the nineties, the two thousands. And then
3: the teen, which really could be four. That's the, that's right. That's the weird thing. Tens and twenties. Like, what are we talking about here?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I, I had that. And then this is just like the (laughs) Peter Griffin and family guy, what grinds my gears, but Holy crap. When we went to buy tickets to this movie, I hit the button (laughs) to purchase three tickets. There were only two other tickets sold in this entire theater. And in the age of we just came out of 2020 and everybody afraid to be close to each other. This computer algorithm set us right next to the other two people. No one wanted to do that even before we knew what COVID-19 was. No one wants to sit directly next to two people they don't know in an entirely empty theater. What are you doing? (laughs) What a weird program. What are you doing? Anyway. Get it together. Yeah, come on, Regal. regal. Come on. (laughs) We love you, but come on. Um, A thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discover that the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Budget was 18 million. That's interesting because it's showing box offices. That's low. That's yeah. really low. And I mean it's it's showing box office currently as 80, I think.
2: Well if you want to think about it, they just mainly filmed on the beach. They yeah, didn't have to pay for massive locations. Yeah,
3: it's two shots, it's the hotel and then the beach.
0: Yeah, worldwide box office 76 million, domestic is still 44. So a massive success. Even if you double, you know, you think the budget was 18 million, they put another 18 into marketing and everything else. You made your money. So, good job by you. Yeah, good you. Good good job you. Good job you. Um, what did y'all think? Ryan. Even... <laughs> All right. Are we going to spoil this? Are we going to get that's into what it? I'm,
1: that's what I'm saying. Am I giving away like the ultimate spoiler here? Because every M night movie has a plot twist to it. And so this one's no different, but if you give away the plot twist, I feel well, like you're giving away. The movie. Okay.
2: Well, let's just say we gave people three weeks to watch this movie.
3: And also if <laughs> you're listening and you do, you want, the surprise! Please fast forward. You yeah.
2: don't want the surprise.
3: Give us, give us ten minutes. All Just right, t- give us ten minutes. 10 go time. ahead, go ahead. Please leave. Let's. The spoil. whole clinic,
1: the whole clinical trial thing, like throwing that into the mix of that this was basically purposefully done to save millions of others while sacrificing those at the beach. That was pretty crazy. Like that twist was pretty nuts because I didn't see that coming.
2: I I I totally had no idea where they were going to go with this all the way down to the drinks that they gave them is how they.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's kind of two twists, right? It's why they ended up on the beach because they don't, they kind of telegraph a, there's a reason why they're, why they're putting people on this beach. And I even said something to you while we were watching Uh this, Josh, I was like, it's, it's people that are sick. Sick. Yeah. Um, But there was a reason why they were putting them on the beach. And then, to have that twist at the end, where you do see it's a pharmaceutical company trying to exploit this sped-up time period in this small area for clinical trials. For clinical trials, um, is a really weird double-edged sword. Like, is that that whole thing of uh, what, what's the the psychology question where? They ask you. They're like, "All right, so there's a a train running out of control, and if you uh, there's there's one track, you basically have to decide which which road it goes down. There's a big group of people on track one, and on track two, there's a little old lady. Right. It's like which which tracks you divert the train to, and it's right. like a, a psychological question that they ask a lot of people. Um, it, it's so weird, and it was such a good twist. I actually really liked the twist in this film. And also thought it was a play on, you know, who do you think you are over time? So I, I thought it was introspective. I liked it more than I thought I would.
3: I, d- I did too. I, there was one part of the twist that, I, that really stuck with me when they congratulate themselves for the, uh, the anti-seizure medicine. And they're like, we had the breakthrough. This was a resounding success. Congrats everyone because this is them convincing themselves that they are doing the right thing versus killing a bunch of relatively innocent people, which is what they're doing, <laughs> which is what
0: well, they're doing.
2: And not to mention the kids are just.
0: What yeah. Are, there's innocent bystanders yes, in these you. families and they bring up one, one of the people brings up wouldn't it be better for us to separate the people that are not being tested in these clinical trials from
2: the mental illness.
0: The people that are well, it's not even just mental illness. It's you know.
2: Well, yeah, because they did make that comment about the mental illness because they lost one of their regular trials due to the guy with mental illness.
3: Right, right. The blood clotting. One. Yeah. Yes. Um. So that was really interesting because that was a necessary beat of like, yes, they believe they're on the right side of history with this, which is like the hardest part to swallow it's, of all of yeah. this. You know, it,
0: that's that's what almost makes it unnerving at yeah. the end, as it does creepy going through the entire film.
3: Yeah, and then I think you nailed it you see the progression of these people starting to value what time actually means in the grand scheme of everything um in both negative and positive ways like you just kind of you see the
0: the love coming back together versus both of them now so, having you know visual like deficiency and and auditory like where she starts to lose her hearing in one ear and he his vision starts going yeah.
3: And just, just like the progression of, of who passes away in what order, like the grandmother first and then the dog and the, like, y- it's you very, just, it's very weird. It, but it was very, it was very well done. And you kind of like, you start to appreciate what a moment is, what a minute is, what a day is, what a year is. You kind of have that whole, that whole thing. Yeah, And that's what I
1: wanted to bring up too. like ideology, ideology, ideologically. Uh, Thank you. Ideology. I, ideologically
0: oh, oh he froze really? oh no please stab a picture right. grab a yeah, photo yeah. Of Dad.
2: we lost him when he couldn't speak
0: <laughs> okay are you back now were you really frozen or were you just holding it I was holding it
1: uh, hang on give me a second <laughs> let, me, let me do this I can't do it ideologically yes there it is yes Did it. Okay. Let me get to my point. Ideologically, I feel like there was a purpose with releasing this movie now. And I say that because there seems to be an undercurrent here, given what we've gone through the last 18 months, remote, isolated time, appreciating where you are in that. Like, I feel like there's a little bit of that in this movie, maybe not, directly, but if you dig, if you dig deeper, there seems to be a little bit of meaning for that, right? Like you take one minute for granted, the next minute, boom, you're, you're six months, a year, two years older. Like, I feel like there's a little undercurrent of that in this movie, just a little bit.
3: For sure. I mean, I think we all really value (laughs) what the last year and a half have been now, you know, like what, what life was, what a routine is, what a day is of normalcy. And so
2: and I, and I get what you're saying when you're saying it's slow because it felt a lot longer than an hour and 58 minutes. Um, but I, I, I like I said, I still liked it in the entire time in my head. I'm like, so how could they possibly get off this island? Like what's going to happen or why is this doing it to them? And just every, I was trying to figure this out myself. And it just, it was interesting.
0: Hmm. I mean, I I, like I said, liked it. More than I thought I would, because when it comes to his movies, I either really like them, Signs, or the or, <laughs> or I really dislike them. See the Village. Uh, so it, it was nice. I, it, I I thought this one was well done, well executed. wasn't too telegraphed about what the twist was going to be, and uh, it was really good. Glad we found this finally isn't got
1: anywhere it. on the level of Sixth Sense or Signs,
0: right? Like like no. this doesn't come close no, no. to no. those. Not for me, anyway. Maybe, maybe for other people.
1: It's or even the village. Like I would, I would not put this in maybe his top five best movies. I actually think I would.
3: I think I would put it as a solid oh. number four. I think it would go really. I think it would go Six Sense, Signs, Unbreakable, this. All right.
0: Also, <laughs> midsize sedan. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. I, uh, somebody had to have just had the biggest laugh with themselves about, hey, there's going to be a guy that's a musician, and what do we name him? sized Sedan. <laughs> 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 Is that
3: Instagram handle taken? Can I? <laughs> I don't know,
0: but it's hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, we watched old finally, guys. We did it. Um, what are we going to do for next week? Ryan, you had an idea, and I was going to go with something music-related, but I kind of like your idea.
1: Yeah, my idea was, um, and we're, you know, decades removed from it now, Malice at the Palace. It was a really good documentary. I watched it this past weekend where Jermaine O'Neal, and if you're not familiar with the Malice at the Palace, it was the epic November 2004 fight between the Pacers and the Pistons, but it spilled over into the, into the stands and there's a cultural aspect to it. There's a historical aspect to it. And it's finally these guys being able to tell their side of the story. I found it fascinating. I would love to get Josh's take on it. And I want to, I want to see what the quad pod thinks on.
0: It. All right. Well, let's do it. That'll be for next week. Malice um, at the Palace on Netflix. It is Netflix, on Netflix. By the way. Cool. So we'll check it out. Let's go to the hot take.
1: Hot take.
0: All right. Best fictional TV president. Since we did the movies already. we got to go fictional TV president. And um, I'm going to go first this time. I haven't gone first in a while.
3: <clears throat> it's yours to quarterback.
0: And I, I like this because this is an unconventional take on the TV president. Plus it is someone that we have seen. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I know going. where you're going now. Plus it is someone that we would believe in this role. And he plays it. Absolutely fantastically. If you have not seen this show, you really need to watch it. And it is Kiefer Sutherland as Tom Kirkman, the president and designated survivor. Oh, Ryan's doing the victory lap right now. That is to me the best TV president because it's nuanced. Now I could have easily gone with many other ones, including, um, David Palmer, the president from 24, Mm -hmm. which Kiefer Sutherland is also a character in that show. But I just love that if you don't know, um, coming from Esquire.com, this is their list. Um, Probably the least fortunate president on this list, Tom Kirkman assumed office because literally everyone else in the line of duty was killed. After a bomb takes out the Capitol during the State of the Union, the HUD secretary is rushed off as the, you guessed it, designated survivor. It's really, really cool.
3: It's a great premise for a show, too.
0: Yeah. Rye, was that
1: yours? Keeper Southern was mine as well, and designated survivor. <laughs> now, I will say, and you know I do this, so I'm going to do this. It's, oh, it was go. a close call between that and House of Cards. Like, I thought Kevin Spacey and House of Cards take all the extracurriculars out of the picture here. I thought that he did very well in that role. And that was a really captivating show. Prior to it, it, it debuted obviously before Designated Survivor came into the into the fold here, but I thought Keeper Sutherland nailed this role, and I can't see him in anything else. He is the best TV fictional president of my lifetime.
3: Can't see him. He's Jack Bauer. Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I can see, see him in other roles. I, I, I can see him in other roles, but I, I just think with the nuance that they created for the character and the fact that you sort of, when you watch the show, to me, obviously suspension of of disbelief right with the process of of how he becomes the president and um basically the backdrop of the show you empathize with him because he's having difficulties adjusting to it and it's not someone that's just there and was already in the position before you ever see them come on camera and they're you know the upstanding forthright post you know basically anything that embodies just America. Every time you see him on camera, like this guy is, is trying to sort his way through it and do what he thinks is right. And it's just an interesting take on it. And I thought, he knew. and
1: I, and I think too, you have like the first season to me is the most fascinating one where basically oh, yeah. where, where basically you have Tom, you know, McLeish, you know, you have that whole story. He nearly gets assassinated. Like you, you have this, it it's, Obviously, there's an element of drama to it, but it seems realistic. Like it's not over dramatized to the fact where you couldn't believe some of what's going on. Like this is this is as close to for me, realistic as it gets throwing in those storylines that make it just fascinating to watch through.
3: Well, it's always really cool, like learning the job versus doing the job learning, learning the job is always the more captivating part of it. Right. He's thrust into it and it's just like, oh, I have to figure out how to be president now.
1: And when he loses his wife, when he loses Alex, God, you love him. Yeah, what are you doing? Come on. Jesus, my
3: guy. Why, ever, why would Dude. anyone watch this
0: now? All right.
3: Holy crap.
0: Haley, um, what you got? Haley, who you got?
2: Um, so this hot take isn't a very good one for me. Because um, <laughs> I, I had to Google like what shows has like a president as like a main character. Because I clearly haven't watched any. Nothing came to mind.
3: There wasn't a president Florbama Shore, or
2: uh, first of all, <laughs> no, I I never <laughs> really watched that show. The only I watched one season that my friend was on, and that was it. Um, no, because I watched other stuff like mainly like Netflix stuff or whatever. Anyway, so I had to Google like what is the main character, like when the president is the main character, and the only show that I actually. Kind of watched or seen a few episodes of was House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. So I was like, I'm gonna have to go with that because that's all I got. Sorry, I haven't watched any of the other shows.
0: At all, all right,
3: a Josh, great president, Josh. One of my favorite shows of television in the last mm, five years.
1: <clears throat> I know what yours is.
3: Do you? I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised because I,
1: I thought you were going somewhere else.
3: Nope. It's a little show called Scandal. Gentleman named Tony Goldwyn, who we don't really have a lot of history with other than he was the guy that uh, killed, uh, shoot, now I'm blanking on his name, in Ghost. Oh, no. What's oh, his name? What's his name? Someone help me. Someone nope, with the assist. Nope. nope. No, with the... You rag on me for this go all ahead, the time. Ahead, oh, he's ahead. in Roadhouse. No, help me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are, you, be- you are begging for, a, you're begging for a life raft and we are Ryan. looking at you he's in having, He's having to type Ryan. it in.
0: He's having to type it Joe. in.
1: Come on,
3: man. I'm so mad at myself right now. <laughs> you should be. Uh, Patrick Swayze.
2: <laughs> Golly.
3: <laughs> so frustrating. Anyway, Tony Goldwyn kills Patrick Swayze and goes, we don't really see from him again until this show where he plays Fitzgerald Grant, the president in the show Scandal. And what I like about it is he's an incredibly flawed character. You watch one season of that show and you're like, holy crap, how is this dude president? But such a great show. Big Shonda Rhimes fan. I like I like Grey's Anatomy. I do like most of the Shonda shows. So scandal Fitzgerald Grant.
0: All right. I have something interesting to tell you. And I, I don't necessarily agree <laughs> with this list top to bottom. Um, the one that I was looking at for that piece of information because I I just looked up a list and the first one that popped up was on Esquire.com. And uh, I don't necessarily go to them for my rankings on TV or movies. They are a friend of ours though. Yeah. And we've, we've used their list before and given them credit, which is credit where credit is due. Esquire.com. Friends of the show. Um, They, (laughs) they do have Lisa Simpson from the Simpsons at number two on this list. So I just want to point that out. Um, But their number three is actually Melly Grant. Oh, who takes over. Who takes over, yeah. She was a great president also. For one season. One season, very last season. Yeah, the very last season of Scandal. But um, yeah, this is interesting. So we've got Tom Kirkman from Designated Survivor, Kiefer Sutherland. You have Fitzgerald Grant from Scandal. We have Kevin Spacey Spacey from House of Cards. (laughs) What was his presidential name? I do not know. I never watched House of Cards.
2: Again.
1: It's Underwood. Frank Frank Underwood. Underwood, Frank
0: Underwood. Um, do we want to throw a fourth in there just so that we can keep it that way? No, me and Haley. Lisa Simpson.
1: It. Lisa Simpson. No,
3: she'll win
0: hands no. down. Yeah, we're not doing that. Uh, do we want to put David Palmer from Twenty Four?
3: No, let's just have me and Haley square
0: off, and then All right. winner plays you
3: two in the All final. Right.
0: Cool, cool. Well, that's what we're gonna do. So, guys, do not forget. Make sure you vote on that. And uh, if you don't vote for Kiefer Sutherland, then uh, what are you even doing with yourself? So thank you guys again for listening to The Quad with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris from Haley the Bear, Ryan from Miami, Producer Josh. We love you guys. Hope you all have a great week. See you next week. And we're out! You couldn't remember Patrick's. Y'all left me on Dude. Patrick Swayze oh, yeah. Island to die. That's <laughs> where you left me.
2: You know how many times have y'all like just been like, "No, y'all need you need to know."
0: Yep. Well, it's it's you did exactly the thing that I like. <laughs> we've all fallen on that sword except you, and you did the, the thing that you're like, "Oh God, you should know what you're getting ready to talk about." I know,
3: but for the rest of you, I like edit it out, and we just like move on with our lives, like it never happened. But uh-huh. me. Me thrown under the bus. Yeah, the yeah, Patrick yeah. Swayze ghost bust. The, oh, ghost busted I'm me.
2: You definitely did I'm not edit out the last time I did that. Well, no,
1: it's funny when you do it. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I am going to pitch to M. Night a new movie called Patrick Swayze Island, where Josh goes to die on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jesus. Help me, Whoopi Goldberg.